Well, good afternoon. Today is December the 7th. Tomorrow's the holy day or the holy day begins in a couple hours with the vigil mass. So um, you're an anchored in hope with Father Larry Richards. Um, and this is Father Larry Richards and we're so glad that you are here you're welcome to ask any kind of questions. I'll talk about Our Lady and uh, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception today, and then uh, we will move on and take your questions. So all you have to do if you are live is to write a question in the live chat, and we will get to it as we can. If you want to ask questions but aren't live, all you have to do is send an email to the Reason for Our Hope Foundation and just put on their podcast or whatever, and then uh, they'll print it out for me and I'll go through them as I can. Okay, let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Father, great God of love and mercy, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit upon us. That you would help us to be like Mary, the true and perfect disciple who loved Jesus and prepared for Jesus by always saying yes to your holy will by always seeking to serve and by always praising you, our God. We beg you these things, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Mary, Mother of Jesus, pray for us. Good Saint Joseph, pray for us. And the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, good afternoon. Forgive me, I'm a little tired today. It's been a long week since uh, I talked to you last week. My stepfather passed away last Friday right after I uh, finished with this and my appointment right after I got a call from my brother saying that uh, he wasn't doing well, my stepfather, and they called him over. And, of course, I'm in Erie. My brother and my stepfather is in Pittsburgh. And so um, I had a talk that night, and so I says, is, uh, because he, I had just seen him, and he wasn't doing that bad at all. He was, we were talking quite well. I said, okay, I'll come down right after Mass in the morning. And so last Friday, um, had Mass at 7 o'clock as always. Uh, drove down to Pittsburgh. Uh, spent about an hour with my stepfather. He'd never regained consciousness. But he was very peaceful as he laid there. And I anointed him. I said the Divine Mercy Chaplet next to him. Gave him absolution, plenary indulgence at the moment of death. Got back in the car and drove back up here to Erie. And as soon as I got back into the rectory, I got a call from my brother that he had passed. So it was maybe an hour and a half uh, since I anointed him since he passed. And then um, we buried him this last Monday, or we had a funeral mass. Viewing was on Sunday, and I'm going back down tomorrow. He was cremated, and uh, I am going to uh, bury him tomorrow at the cemetery. So uh, I know a lot of you watch the Daily Mass and Sunday Mass, so you have been aware, and uh, thank you for all your prayers and support. Uh, now it's just down to my brother and I, uh, which is kind of a weird reality. Huh? Um, there was, it's sad, you know, my stepfather was going to be 84 tomorrow. He would have been 84, but maybe... At his viewing, there was like 30 people that showed up in the four hours. And at the funeral, there was only about 26 people. And um, 
I was quite hurt and um, sad that no one in, not one priest from my diocese, not my bishop, never even called me, and nobody came to the viewing and nobody came to the funeral. And uh, wow, that was just like, I don't know, you know, it, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, it's a done deal, and uh, we move on. And so I appreciate very much all your prayers and um, ask you to keep praying for my family. It's been a lot these last, uh, this last uh, two years, one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And, um, but God is here in the midst of it all. Uh, and, you know, he was ready. Uh, yeah, that's never the thing. I mean, he gets to see the face of God now. And as I say a million times, heaven's nicer than Pittsburgh and nicer um, than everything else around us. So uh, it's good that he gets to be home. Anyway, let's focus now on Our Lady and the Feast. So last week we talked about preparing for Advent. And again, <clears throat> if you haven't... Um, if you didn't watch Mass on Sunday from my parish, I uh, put together a, uh, a daily prayer thing that people can really enter in, which I talked about last week. And so um, there is uh, four pages, both sides. You can go to our website, thereasonforourhope.org, thereasonforourhope.org. And if you go to their, uh, our website. Uh, no, do not uh, scratch that. I'm sorry. You just go to St. Joe's, B-O-L.org. Oh, my gosh. Dot org. And if you go here, as soon as you get to our website, it says Advent Gift to Jesus Sheets. Click here. And you click there, and then everything is on here. You can download it. You can keep it on your phone, whatever. So we have every day of Advent you can still catch up. And every day what you got to do is you got to focus on saying yes to doing God's will. Like today, if you went to daily Mass, you heard that Jesus says, Not everyone who cries out, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom. Not everyone who cries out, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom. Now, every time there's always someone that comes off and says, you know, priests are all bad and the Catholic Church is all bad. And, you know, what he's saying is he's, uh, he's leading people into sin and everything else. I'm telling you what Jesus says, that he says, not everyone who cries out, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom. Only those who do the will of my heavenly father, right? My father in heaven. So that means we got to be not focused on what we want every day, but focused on what God wants. And so every day there's a yes there to say, yes, what is God calling you do to do today? Then Mary went and served, like I talked about last week. So how is God asking you to serve today? And then what are you going to praise God for today? Huh? And so there's stuff to do that every day. That means that that's the way Mary prepared for the birth of Jesus. And so that got to be the way that we prepare for the birth of Jesus by every day asking God, what does he want? What is his will for me today? How does he want me to serve? And then to praise him for all that he and his mercy has done for us. And it's all explained on the side. And then I go into deeper explanation on the back and then what's going on at the parish. And then there's two pages here of how to practically carry that out. So 
two pages of three uh, columns. So how do you say yes to God's will? And it says morning prayer and reflection, scripture reading, daily reading, prayer, da da da. How do you serve? Serving your family and church community, attend mass regularly, be a welcoming presence, serving your family, giving quality time. And then how praise and gratitude. <coughs> Keep a gratitude journal, whatever. So it's very, very practical ways. So I encourage you, if you haven't done that, that you go do it now and catch up. Uh, Advent's very short this year. It's only three weeks and a day. So uh, encourage you. That'll help you in your prayer and living God's will this Advent season to prepare for Christ. And then, um, again, like in my parish, but you could do it at your parish too, how is he calling you to build up the kingdom? What gifts have he given you? And then on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, write it down and give it to Jesus and say, I'll do this for you, Lord, for a year. Uh, and give him a commitment to build up your parish because, again, even people that watch here, not you people, of course, but too many people are just takers in their parish. They don't give anything except complaints huh? about how the per parish isn't perfect and the pastor isn't perfect and... Um, preaching isn't perfect and the people are hypocrites you'll fit right in you know whatever and i will fit right in too but again we're called not to just sit back and criticize but to participate and build up the body so what is god asking you to do okay so let's go back to mary what did god ask mary to do that she would be the mother of God. And she said, fiat, let it be done to me, as we've talked about before, and as we talked about, uh, focused on last week. But as we focus on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, again, which starts here in a few hours, and again, let's just go back to review. We do not worship Mary. Mary doesn't take the place of God. We don't uh, worship statues. We look to her as the perfect example of what it is to be a disciple of Jesus. Her yes is, and her willing to do what he wants is the way for us. And so we ask her to pray for us. Again, it comes to, if you look at the book of Acts, it says, when they were praying for the, uh, the Holy Spirit, they prayed with Mary. So we pray with Mary. And we focus on the Immaculate Conception. And the Immaculate Conception is that Mary was conceived without original sin. So she was preserved from sin because she didn't have original sin. But it wasn't just for Mary. Of course, it was for Mary. And Jesus was her Savior, right? It says, you know, in the Magnificat, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. So how does God save her? If, uh, you know, if he hadn't died yet, if, you know, he wouldn't would save her. He saved her at the moment she was conceived. What does that mean? that God the Father took what Jesus did on the cross because God's in an eternal now, everything is now to God, and placed that grace on Mary when she was conceived in the womb of her mother, Anne. Why? Because Jesus, who is God, the Word of God, who would take on flesh, who we call Jesus, could not 
take on sinful flesh because it would be her blood in his veins. Her flesh became his flesh. So since God could not take on sinful flesh, he redeemed the flesh so that he could take on sinless flesh. So the reason Mary was preserved without original sin, the immaculate conception, was so she could bring forth Jesus, an immaculate conception, of course, in not and no sin. Huh? So again, we honor her because God chose her from the beginning of time to be the vessel of being the mother of God. And we call her the mother of God, Theotokos. Theotokos. <laughs> she is the mother of God, not just the mother of Jesus, because when Jesus, the word of God, became flesh Jesus, he was still God, so we call her the mother of God. We don't make a distinction between um, the humanity and divinity of Jesus when she gave birth to Jesus. He is the incarnation the hypostatic union, God and man, 100% God, 100% man at the same time. So she is the mother of God. So she was preserved from all sin from the moment of her conception so that she could bring forth the mother of God. So what does that got to do with us? You know, I'm always saying that we just can't look at saints and we just can't look at biblical accounts and say, isn't that nice? We got to sit there and say, what does that teach us? God preserved us from all eternity. Remember in Ephesians 1, just the way he preserved Mary. But let's go here to Ephesians 1, chapter 1. I think it's verse 4. And... Um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Blessed be that this starts at 3, though. Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. Oh, that's pretty fantastic. That God has, chosen, has, has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Do you realize you are blessed with every spiritual blessing? Uh, God says it. Do you believe that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing? Now, in the heavens, that's pretty good. As he chose us in Jesus before the world began to be holy and without blemish before him, to be filled with love. Huh? So, just as Mary was chosen before the creation of the world, before the foundation of the world, to be the mother of God, and God gave her all the graces necessary to be the mother of God, uh, saved her at the moment of her conception. Again, Jesus is her savior, but it's when, the moment she was conceived, so that she could be the mother of God. So she could say, she still had to say yes to that, Huh? and that was the fiat to let it be done to me, but she was given the grace and the power to do that. Now, the same God chose us for a particular purpose. Now, we're not called to be the mother of God, but we are called to be holy and filled with love, every one of us, and God gave us the graces for necessary to do that. Huh? 
He gave us every spiritual blessing in the heavens, it says. We don't use them. We don't avail ourselves to them because we're so often too focused on ourselves and what we don't have <coughs> that we don't get to focus on God and what we do have in God. He says we are filled with every spiritual blessing. Isn't that good? And that before the world began, he chose us to be holy, which means to be set apart for God. And as I've told you before, holiness is when God's will and our will become one. So we need to focus, not everyone who cries out, Lord, Lord, who enter the kingdom. Jesus is my Savior. That's fantastic, Jesus is your Savior. But he can't save you unless he's your Lord. And what does it mean, what does it mean for Jesus to be your Lord? That he's in charge of every part of your life. There is nothing you have not surrendered to him. You've surrendered him your money. You've surrendered him your physic, uh, your body. You've surrendered him your sexuality. You've surrendered to him your mind, your heart, everything. And it has one purpose to do God's will. Huh? So this is why we celebrate the Feast of the Immaculate Conception for what Mary did but also to remind us that the God that chose Mary before the foundation of the world, that same God chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy, filled with love. And again, the filled with love part is that God is love, and so we are called to be the incarnation of love to the world. Again, People sit there and think when I say this, they're asking me to be a la-la or I'm asking them to be la-la and tiptoe through the tulips. (laughs) Please. Love will cost you your life every single day. So it's not an easy thing. Again, I often, um, that, you know, my style isn't a a very gentle style. I am um, sarcastic. I am many, many things. I'm always... uh, you know, it drives me crazy, the, my personality sometimes. If it drives you crazy, well, it drives me crazy too. Um, and it's because I am a wounded healer, if you will. I have issues. I have all the things. A lot of them come from all over the place. My family, uh, the seminary, the church, oh my. Uh, so, but I'm still called before the foundation of the world to do something. I'm called from the foundation of the world to be holy and to be filled with love in my personality. The same with you. Don't just look at Mary and say, oh, isn't that great? Look at her and see how she did it and know that the God of the universe has given you the exact same gifts and graces for you to do his holy will. And his holy will is what you have to seek every day, but it's always going to be about being filled with love. See, that's why when you see uh, priests, lay people, um, cardinals, bishops, whatever it is, that are not filled with love, you know they're not living God's will. They talk a lot about truth, but truth without love is spiritual rape. If a person is not filled with love, I would run 
because they're not living God's will, so they can't be telling you about God's will. They have uh, messed it up, maligned it. Um, You need both truth and love. But again, the truth is who God is, and the ultimate truth is God is love, exactly. And so we got to be making sure that we're preaching that, that we're living that, that God chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy and filled with love. And again, to be holy is means that you've been set apart for God, just like Mary was set apart for God. So have you. So as we enter into this holy day in the church, we don't just focus on Mary. We look at her example for us to imitate and for us also to be holy and filled with love because we also were chosen before the world was created think about that before the world was created god thought of you and he thought of me and he chose us set us apart to be holy and filled with love hmm it's fantastic when we start living the reality of what God has called us and made us for. We're not just some accident that happened and we just try to get through life as best we can. We were chosen by God before the world began to be holy and filled with love. You got it? Get it? Going to live it? Make sure you know his love today and forever. Amen. We'll be done a little early with that, so let's move on to some of the questions here. Bruce, oh, you beat Harry there today. Good job, Bruce, from Chili Charlotte. Oh, I feel bad, Chili Charlotte. Shut up. Yeah, it's like it's cold up here, not chilly. Hi, Harry, from France. Good to have you. Raymond, uh, Eternal Father, I offer you very good. And Harry, hey, Bruce, are you making sure you get the best pew? That's what, why we get to Mass early. Good job. 41 in Erie, Bruce, not bad. Is it 41? Yeah, it is 41 in Erie. It's still chilly out there. That's cold to me. Uh, 41 in December th- uh, is a win, Steve. You got that Ave Maria. There you go. Father Larry, have you watched any of the episodes of The Chosen? If so, what do you think? I love The Chosen. Again, I've talked about this but many times here on this uh, thing. Um, again, it's not full Scripture. I mean, so when people say it's, it's not true to Scripture, it is, it just uh, it builds on it. Huh? And so the Scriptures give us a general idea, and so this makes it more real. But to me, it may, I, I get emotional. I mean, I'm not an emotional person, but I get emotional. I have to be in the right mode to watch The Chosen. That's what I always say. I got to be in the right mode. Now, that being said, uh, I don't go crazy after any of the uh, actors or anything. I mean, people, again, I I don't know what it is with the world. We make actors, actors, um, heroes. You know, like I was once, uh, many years ago now, I was spoke in the first men's conference in uh, um, Boston. Huh? And uh, it was me, Jim Toohey, uh, Tom Monahan of uh, Domino's Pizza founder, and Jim Toohey. 
not, uh, Jim Toohey, who was uh, on the board with um, uh, the, uh, Bush. That's how long ago it was. He was on the, the thing, worked with the poor, Office of the Poor for Bush, and he worked with Mother Teresa. He just wrote a, uh, Jim Toohey just wrote a fantastic book on Mother Teresa. I'd encourage you to get it. Uh, I haven't written to him. He sent it to me a while, but it's a fantastic book by Jim Toohey on Mother Teresa of Calcutta because he was her personal lawyer and went over there many times anyway. But also Jim Caviso was there. And so um, it was just funny because uh, we're going through, and so someone asked, uh, I never charge any fee for when I'm giving a talk. Huh? Now, most times when you go in to give talks, they have... Uh, things uh, a fee set so whatever it happens to be i get what everybody else gets so uh, i got a thousand dollars for the talk there huh and uh but i, I just asked a thing because they had asked the knights of columbus to pay for jim caviezel's talk and i and this was a long time ago it's much more now but i said how much uh, did jim caviezel charge you and he said twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> i said listen he just played Jesus in a movie. I'm in persona Christi, huh? So again, though, even today, people will listen to what an actor says who acts his whole life about Catholicism and, oh, Jim Caviezel said it, which nothing against Jim Caviezel, God bless him. But, and then a priest says something, oh, that's Father so-and-so or that's Bishop so-and-so. What happened? Where did it start happening that now the spokesmen for the Catholic Church are actors. I don't get it. I just don't get it. But many people uh, have hero worship and everything else, but you got to remember, like it or not, that a priest is in persona Christi. That means in the person, and it's in persona, in persona Christi capitis. That means um, Christ the head, especially when he says Mass. And so uh, we just got to watch because we listen to people again. The reason we make them heroes and we idolize them a lot of times is because they uh, are our echo chamber. They have the same view as we have. And again, not against it. But you got to remember that when uh, the priests are in persona Christi. Now, according to Jesus the least of the brothers and sisters are also me. Whatever you do, the least of my brothers or sisters, you do unto me. So it's all there. We need to be treating everyone like Jesus. But when it comes to teaching and that, we need to be listening to the magisterium. That's what I just, I guess I want to say that anyway. So that's just uh, uh, how I got off on that. Oh, because of the chosen. That I'm, I love the chosen. I just, uh, like whenever... They use one of the actors or the ones that play Jesus especially to be the spokesman for something. I'm just thinking, really? Is that? Uh, they become the spokesmen for, uh, for Catholicism now. All these people are great people, and they all do great work. That's not what I'm saying. It's just like, when did we make the switch? We don't listen to the church anymore, but we'll listen to an actor who played Jesus. It just, I don't get it. Anyway. So that's a long way around to asking the, the answer to the question. Yes, I love the chosen. You created Ryan. Get Brian, what's the Advent candle mean? Well, part of the the three blue and the one pink. Uh, and again, 
it doesn't have to be like ours are all white and we have the, the three blue uh, ribbons and uh, the pink ribbon. But it's first of all showing the light of Christ is coming and preparing for the light of Christ, the light of the world. And so in the darkness of Advent and that, and like today, it's already starting to get dark outside. Uh, Christ is the light and it leads us, you know, like candles, the light leads us to the birth of Jesus, who is the true light. And the reason uh, we have the uh, pink one, not it's called rose, you know, uh, on the third Sunday is because we're close, so it's more of a rejoicing type thing. But the candles are always bringing more and more light as we get closer to the true light. And there's a lot more. You can look up, you know, Advent wreath meaning, and you're going to find a lot more than what I just told you. Okay. Do, 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 do. Very beautiful prayers for your stepfather. Thank you. Father, I'm sorry I didn't make it to the funeral. That's okay, Steve. Of course, it's, uh, we did, uh, Dan Choff made it, and uh, Chris and Mo Traybold made it uh, from here. It was, uh, Chris and Mo came down the day before. It was fantastic. I mean, it, was, it, was, it really just was sad. I kept thinking, oh, my gosh. If I was in Erie, I know more people would have come. But uh, to me, I just think it was so hard. Some people just thought it was no big deal because of my stepfather. But um, he was in my life longer than my dad was. Huh? My dad was in my life. He died when I was 21 or 22. And Buck has been in my life for almost 40 years. And so, uh, you know, I was just, uh, I thought that, you know, it has nothing to do with whatchamacallit. Again, it helped my, my, I decided I'm not, I usually have a priest party every year. And this year I just thought, I can't do it. All this uh, stuff in my life and all the, uh, you know, no one reached out, and I'm just thinking. And again, I did take it personally, and you shouldn't take these things personally. But, Steve, I completely understand. You're fantastic. And a lot of my parishioners couldn't have been there. It happened very fast, too. I get it. I was more, uh, got, got a lot of cards. I was more concerned about, uh, like, no priests, even my classmates. You know, they did other things. They had a, They were torn, you know, and had to make decisions, and they made decisions other than... Um, reaching out. Anyway, I got texts. And uh, again, I'm one of those ones I don't like texts at all. You know, when a phone call can happen, let it be a phone call, not just a text. But thank you for, uh, I know you'd be then, Steve, of course. Okay, Tony, good evening from Belgium. Good to have you from Belgium here today. United in prayer and repose your soul, your stepfather, praying from your brother and his family. Um, my brother is single also, has never been married, has no kids. My sister who passed away, of course, last uh, August a year ago. This will be the second, March 2nd will be the second year for my mother passing. And then August, uh, uh, whatever, I can't remember the day, a couple months after the March thing, it's my, it'll be the second year my sister passed. And her fiance, not her fiance, her husband died the very same day. And then last year I lost my dogs and I also... Mary, who was my cook, um, fantastic woman. She was in my life many years, too. It was just a lot of like, oh, you know. And so every time I just get back on my feet and think, okay, let's rejoice that these people are in heaven, you know. And you got to, what you think is what you feel. So you got to make sure your thoughts are going that way. So anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, watching from California. Hi, Angela. 
Uh, Father, do you have any idea how Father McCormick is doing? Um, he's on the mend, you know. Uh, that's all I can really say, but he's on the mend. Hi, Ryan Family Law Group, you pagan down there. Hi, Father. Hi, Father. You had to say twice. Very good. Harry, for our ste- your stepdad, may eternal rest in peace. Thank you. Hi, Father. Sorry about passing your stepfather. Julian, I'll be praying for him. Thank you. You two are fantastic. EWT Nightly News this week has a segment on a priest from Texas. Turned ambulances in onto the road confessionals. Your thoughts on this? Whatever will help people to uh, hear confessions or go to confession. When I was in college uh, ministry, I would always hear confessions after Mass every Sunday. And I would always hear confessions almost longer than the Masses went. Uh, and college kids, they needed to go. And so they would come. And so I'd make it, I think it's a good idea to have things available. If I was a college chaplain, I would be sitting in the courtyard too, making myself available for that kind of reality. Um, the, conf- the cathedral from us has confessions every day, uh, which is what, I'm on 24th Street, and that's on 10th Street, so 14 blocks away. And so we all, and I hear confessions before Mass on uh, on uh, Sunday and on Saturday to give people the thing. But any way we can do it, absolutely, uh, we need to be doing it more. My biggest thing is about reaching the people who have been away for so long and getting them back. And sometimes that means we got to go to where they are. Huh? Uh, and they're not going to come to Mass, our, our confession. It takes a lot to go either way, but if you go to them, when I was a young priest, I used to go, and don't get scandalized, but I did it for the right reason, even though some of you will be scandalized. I used to go to this bar every Friday night, and I didn't get drunk, but they all knew I was a priest, and I would hear confessions, and I would bless weddings, and I would uh, do baptisms, and I did everything to get these people home. Now that I'm older, I just don't stay up that late anymore. So that's why I don't do anything like that. But again, we got to go to the sinners to get the sinners home. The sinners don't like to come to church. We can get them to confession and then get them to church, but we got to get to them first. We're not going to, you know, again, I think that especially us Catholics, we expect people to come to us or go to hell. That ain't the way God did it. He was the the good shepherd who went to the lost sheep. He was a fisherman. You know, he called us, you will be fishers of men. He wasn't a fisherman, but he made people fishers of men. Uh, That we got to go out and to be a good fisherman, you got to go to where the fish are. The fish aren't going to come to you. So I think we need to do that more and more in the Catholic Church. So God bless them. Okay. Do, 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 do. Thus says the Lord, the virgin shall bear a child. God is with us. You got it. Let he, I got it. Father Larry Savar, you're sorry to hear about you. Thank you, Audrey. Please explain what each of the candles mean. I, um, there's so many different explanations. You know, they talk about the one that means joy, the one that means peace, the one that means hope, the one that means faith. And, uh, but I have seen so many different ones. The best thing to do would be to look that up. Um, how to build up trust. I think, especially when it comes to trust in God, sometimes we have to look backwards, meaning that 
I have seen God has been so, so faithful to me throughout the years that when I'm focusing on the future, I know I can trust him now because I've been able to, sometimes I can't see how when I trusted him, he, I, sometimes in the midst of the darkness, you don't see it. But then when you get through it, you think, whoa, he got me through that. And you know it was him. So sometimes it's just uh, getting to, first of all, reflecting on your past and how God was there. But second, I think the most important reality to gain trust with God is you got to get to know him as he is. Not what the saints say about him, because that's partly, but that you have to have this experience of him, this intimacy with him. You know, why did God make me? God made me to know him, to love him and serve him. This is called a personal relationship. Again, a couple months ago, a Catholic sat there and says, we're not called to have a personal relationship. Personal relationship will take us away from the needing of the church. To be in a personal relationship with Jesus is going to help you know the church because the church isn't an institution in itself. The church is the body of Christ, period. You got it? An institution that exists apart from the church isn't Jesus anymore, and it's not the church. So it's not an institution. It's not just a bunch of rules that we follow. It's the person of Jesus, his body. I get so crazy because so many people who don't know Jesus focus on the church as an institution and the teaching of the church. The teaching and the institution is Jesus or it's nothing. Uh, you got it? <laughs> but, so we got to get to know and be in intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. That The only way that happens is by spending time with him every day, by listening to him every day. It must, your prayer love, life, love, same difference, your prayer life must go beyond saying the rosary, must go beyond Divine Mercy Chaplet, must go beyond saying your prayers every day. Good, 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 but not enough. You must listen to God. You must seek his will. You must be still. Because how do I get to know God? The teaching of the church, who made me, God made me. Why did God make me? We've already talked about this. Know him, love him, and serve him. How do I know God? Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Shut up and know that he is God. So the problem is sometimes people say a bunch of prayers and you can be an atheist and say a rosary every day. You can be an atheist and go to mass on Sunday. You can be an atheist and be a priest of Jesus Christ. You can be an atheist and say the divine mercy chaplet. You cannot be an atheist if you enter into faith in Jesus and you listen to him every day. It's about being in a relationship, 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 relationship. That is what God is calling us to. So just the way you learn to trust people in your life because you know them, you will learn to trust God if you get to know him. And you must go beyond saying prayers from a book saying ritual prayers, but you got to do that. I say Divine Mercy Chaplet and Rosary every day, but you must also listen. Okay, you got it? Very good. So that'll help you. <laughs> I go on these tangents, huh? Don't you get like a little nervous when I start going crazy? I know you do, but I do too, but it's like, oh. And you can always tell it's always because uh, 
again, I think that's what gets us in the trouble this day, these days, is because um, people aren't focusing on Jesus. They're focusing on institutions and they're focusing on uh, traditions. And a true tradition will always bring about and help us grow closer to Jesus. Any tradition that's in itself is not of God. It just isn't. No matter how good it happens to be, it has to be founded and rooted in the relationship of Jesus because Jesus is the church. It's his body. It's not just an institution. Okay. How do you build trust? Why do we pray to saints instead of our blessed mother of Jesus? Why pray to saints instead of our blessed mother of Jesus? Well, Mary is a, uh, a saint. She's not, um, and we don't, like I said, I've talked about, we pray to Jesus. Now, prayer means talk, so we can talk to the saints. But we don't pray to them as we would pray to God. Even the Blessed Mother, we don't pray to her or talk to her as we would God, right? We don't worship her, we honor her, and we honor the saints. Now, because everyone who is in Christ isn't dead, but they are alive. So, just like you can come to me and say, hey, Father, can you pray for me? And you're talking to me, so it's like you're praying, huh? You're talking to me, and you're asking me to do something for you. Yes, I can pray for you. Why? because I'm alive and I am in Jesus Christ. Now, you can also come to me and say, hey, Father, can you give me 50 bucks? If I had 50 bucks, I could give you 50 bucks. Now, am I taking the place of God? No. Huh? So the saints are alive and part of the body of Christ. Remember, the church is his body. The church is Jesus. It's not just an institution. It's way beyond an institution. Anyway, so Joe, we can go to Mary we can go to saints and say, hey, can you pray for me? Can you pray with me to Jesus? And Mary, can you do something for me? Saints, can you do something for me? And they can, just like I can, because they're alive and they see the face of God and there's only one body of Christ. So the way we explain it in the church is there's the church militant, the church on earth, the church suffering, the church in purgatory, and the church triumphant, the church that is in heaven. Now, all that is just one body of Jesus. So we're all interconnected because of Jesus. So just like you can ask me to pray for you and give you money, you can ask the saints to pray for you and give them money. To pray means to talk, but our prayer to God is different our talking to God is way different than it would be to Mary or the saints. Huh? They're just our brothers and sisters that have went before us and they can pray for us and do things for us because they get their power in Jesus. But it's just like, again, I always say to people, I know every day I never pray to saints. And I go, oh, then never ask anybody on this earth for anything and never ask another person on this earth to pray for you because it's the same reality. Okay? Hopefully that helps. Um, do, 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 do. Father, what is trust? Trust is a uh, faith, uh, lived faith. Not surprising an actor treat, is treated in such a way. We are living in a world where false gods are everywhere. Yeah, lots of times. If a, man who thinks lust, if a man who thinks lustful thoughts sin, but homosexuals must act on this thought to be sin, 
Is it a double standard? No, if you act on um, any, like let's say you're heterosexual and you're having lustful thoughts and you act on it, it's sin. If you're having homosexual thoughts and you're saying yes to them, it's sin. If you're having heterosexual thoughts and you're saying yes to those, it's sin. If you carry out themselves, any of those uh, lustful thoughts with yourself, it's objectively mortal sin or serious sin. Uh, if you carry it out with something else, with somebody else, it's uh, objectively mortal sin. Again, it's built on the natural law beside the divine law. And the natural law is, and that's why, again, I was just talking to uh, people this past week. So, Two men or two women cannot have sex. They can be madly in love with each other. Love is beyond gender. Love is love. And that's what they say. Love is love. And we believe that. Love is love. Absolutely. But to carry things out sexually, every act of sex must be go beyond itself. It must be life-giving. It must be open to life. Huh? So when a man and woman come together and have sex, it is open to life. A child can come. If a man and a man has sex, it's not open to life. And that's why it's problematic. Now, we're not talking people are evil or anything else. We're just talking about the very act is not life-giving. Okay? Now, but the same reality is if a heterosexual couple has uh, Art uses artificial birth control. It's not open to life. The very act becomes a sin. Um, again, I, I, I was going to go into much deeper stuff, but I keep, think, I keep forgetting that we have kids that listen to this and watch this too, so we're going to stop right there. But every act of sexuality must be open to love and life. If one of those things are missing, then it's intrinsically evil. Now, when we talk about intrinsically evil, evil isn't a moral thing that we're talking about there. It's if a person, it's, it's, it's not created for what it was for. Huh? So if a person is blind, we would call that blindness evil because the eye was created to see. The person who is blind is not evil. You understand? But they're eyes were created to see that's what their thing is but since they cannot see that's an evil reality the intrinsic it's diff, it's uh, intrinsically evil but they're not evil do you understand so any kind of act that isn't what it was created for is evil because it's not what it was created for so when god created sex when uh, Adam and Eve, and the very first commandment ever out of God's mouth was increase and multiply, have sex for children. When the action that was created by God to be life-giving is not open to what it was created for, we call that intrinsically evil. But the person who does it isn't evil. Just like if a person uses artificial birth control, what the act is is intrinsically evil, but we're not saying they're evil. Sex before marriage, it goes against the law of God. So all these things, now it can become evil for us if we have serious matter, full knowledge, full consent of the will. Huh? Then what we do is we enter into sin, but you have to understand the acts, this is why we do this, but we don't 
you know, we're not here to point out sin to everybody. Eh, that's all people want to do. That's what they make the good news becomes the judgment of the world. So we have to go beyond that. Okay. Ah, oh, Lord, hear our prayers. Da -ba -da -ba -da. Heather, I'm sorry I'm arriving late. We'll go back to listen to the beginning when you finished. When finished, I've been praying for you and your sloss, your stepfather. Thank you very much, Heather. Father, bless to know John when you visited here. And a mom, a great guy and a great joker. He was so proud of you. Thank you. Popular Catholic Priest Podcast says, we can never know God's will when praying for healing. Jesus never told anyone to suffer to suffer when approach him. Augustine in retraction said healing is God's will. Absolutely, but God's, uh, there are many people God did not heal. Huh? A good friend of mine who prayed for healing, he had uh, cancer for five years. He prayed for the intercession of uh, uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen, prayed uh, people all around the world, prayed for him, but it was God's will to carry him home. Now, you got to realize what healing is. Like I'll never forget when I was in seminary, there was a person studying and uh, for another faith, and we were talking about healing, and she and knocked me on my can. She says, now, you do know what the greatest healing is, right? And we all said spiritual, of course. And uh, she says, nope, the greatest healing is death. We were all like, what are you talking about? And if I do a healing mass or a, if I do a healing service at the end of my parish missions, I always say, you know the greatest healing, right? It's death. Now, I don't want that one, Father, tonight, please. Again, the, this world, we were not created for earth. We were created for heaven. And so when a person, who's, if, if heaven's everything we say it is, who's the one most blessed? The one who dies at 92 or the one that dies at 2? The one that dies at two. Hmm. But we don't see it. Even us people of faith don't see it that way, and that's problematic. Because God always gives us healing, but it's not always the healing we want, but it's the healing that he knows we need. And so my friend who has five kids, young father, great family, God took him home, and he healed him forever but it still wounded his family. But now he sees them as a saint of God. He sees them and prays for them and loves them. And a billion years from now, we're all in the face of God and we look back. We'll understand it all. We have to look at everything from the face of eternity. What's this compared to eternity, the saints used to say? We need to look at everything and compared to forever. Huh? But you're right. Greatest healing is, but what's that healing? Who knows? Okay. Thanks, Cheryl. Thank you. I just read uh, Meditations on Death by Thomas Kempis. Wish I read it 40 years ago in an eye-opener. I remember Thomas Kempis. Uh, I lived on his book, Imitation of Christ. But I remember he was a... Uh, a monk, and he wrote those meditations for monks. So you always have to put it in that perspective, too, uh, just to keep that in the back of your mind. Very good. Uh, from Maine, good to have you here. You mentioned Jim Caviezel. He gave an interview and said, paraphrased, I'm still Jesus, but Trump is the new Moses. Oh, my. Hmm. People of God. 
Trump is not the new Moses. I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Catholics have put Trump over the Pope. Catholics have put Trump over the teaching of the church. I don't get it. Now, if that's two or four, that's great, but I'm just telling you, he isn't God, and you're going to find that out. Can he be an instrument of God? Yes, God can use any jackass as an instrument. That's how he can use me. But do not make him a hero. Do not make him a hero. The man is living in sin objectively. He's married to a Catholic outside the church. Now, anybody else would go crazy on that. But here it is, all the stuff, all the things he's done. God can forgive, of course he can. Repentance, hopefully. But we got to stop making people the instruments of God unless they are filled with love. huh? So again, let's look at something like that. Are they a person of love? Are they bringing the love of God into the world? If not, then we got a question. huh? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Okay, uh, I love it when you get crazy. <laughs> Steve is saying, with whack, Father, give us your holy blessing. I will, Raymond, when it's time. Um, Father, there is, uh, pra- is there praise and worship tonight? No, um, there isn't because we have Mass at 515, and that won't be uh, live streamed either. The, the Mass for the Holy Day will be streamed tomorrow. Um, so, thanks be to goodness, uh, it's just too much. Uh, so, there's another parish in Erie that will do, um, will do it uh, uh, tonight, not too far, so people will go. Just wondering how next Sunday's collection will be of everyone's ultimate healing, the healing service today. And again, who would care? Um, again, the reality of... Uh, Sometimes we are always uh, looking at collections. I'm more concerned about doing God's will. But, and if there's no money that comes in, then we're not doing God's will. You know, but what happens, especially as priests, we become, well, how much was your collection? It become crazy. Okay, I got another minute or so here. It says, Father Larry, could you tell me what holy joy is? Holy joy is joy from the Holy Spirit. It's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? Peace, joy, it's one of the fruits, so it's when the Spirit of God brings you joy. Um, exactly, Heather, I get it 100%. Okay, I talked to you about my taking pills that when my husband died. Will the sin stay on my soul? Will it be given in purgatory? Gene, all you have to do is go to confession. Your sins are forever forgiven. Let them be done. What about atheists who live a good life but rejected God? There's still chance for them for redemption, but they will be redeemed by Jesus Christ. This is the teaching of Vatican Council, too. It's not my opinion. Um, I don't have time, Colleen, but I'll take it briefly about uh, speak to souls who have taken their own life. To commit a mortal sin, it takes serious matter, full knowledge, full consent of the will. Most people who commit suicide do not have serious uh, full consent of the will. They might be depressed. They might be, uh, you know, not in their right mind. So we always, like I always tell people, like I've had a lot of, not a lot of kids, but kids who have died committed suicide, and I buried them who I taught at prep. 
And so what I do is, uh, because God's in the eternal now, I have people say the Divine Mercy Chaplet for them personally. So I just have them, I put a, I put a, pr- a prayer card together with Divine Mercy on the front and then on the back. I personalize it for that person because of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on Jason and on the whole world. Because of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on Jason and on the whole world. Or whatever, Samantha or Sam, or whatever it is. And uh, I just say, you pray that every day for this person and God will take his mercy and place it at the moment he died. Now, Father Mitch Pacwa on EWTN doesn't agree with me that God can do that, but I believe God can do anything, and so does he, I'm sure. But again, we've had uh, debates on this, not debates. And again, <laughs> I believe in the greatness and the mercy of God. Okay. We got to go. Know that I'm praying for you and that I love you and I so appreciate and need your prayers and your support. Especially at this time as Christmas comes up. Please, please pray for me and know that I'm praying for you. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless, keep, and protect you, He who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Here comes the outro.